Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And I'm Hatamele Fuller. <laughs> you are the whitest man I know, but on that note, we are going to enter what potentially is a two-part episode asking the question of, can I lose my salvation? Uh, you, you, you ready, Fuller? Hey, let's go, man. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> Tell me you've had the, enough coffee the, without telling me you've had enough coffee. Am I right or am I right, Well, fans? so the funny thing is we were talking not to jump into the coffee, but we're going to jump into the coffee. Because just do it. it totally, this is our show. It this totally explains show. the whole premise of what just happened. I, I don't think it does. all the confused I think it all, I think it is, I, I'm confused. So we were talking about the coffee tonight. The coffee actually comes from Costco. Which not sponsored. Surprisingly, Costco. It was and, a, and we only drink good coffee. T- typically, we only yes. drink good coffee. And so it was a organic Guatemalan. It's a medium roast. And you were like, "Man, this is really good." And I'm like, "Oh yes, man, it's a very good Guatemalan." And you're like, "I like me some best, but I do like me my Guatemalan." I'm wow, like, you're taking my one joke. That's the a, only joke I it's got. A, it's a bit of Guatemalan. And uh, so we kept going. I back love Guatemalan. That. I love I love Beth more, but I love me some Guatemalan. And then we went in and he hit record. So and then you just carried it, just, it in. It just carried over. And just like that, we are canceled. And especially because we're back on YouTube shout, today. Shout out! Finally, we're back on YouTube with video because last week your boy forgot the camera because. Mm. Uh, it's been a whole month without video. Yeah. Well, so part of it, to be honest with you, had a little something to do with the fact that we were getting ready to move. And so when we were doing showings, like I, I forgot that Beth just hit the camera because we had a high, or maybe I hit it. I don't know. It's probably too tall where Beth was. But either way, your boy just forgot Instead it because it wasn't on my desk. Where's Waldo? It's where's the camera? It's more like where's any, it's like where's Mark's wallet? So I actually, <laughs> I can't find my wallet or keys. So before wow. the Apple AirTag came out, I have like those little like, they're, they're tiles. They're called like even even in my wallet, like I have a little tile that I can, if I ever can't find my phone, I can ping it, or my phone can ping my little wow. tile, and then that's my children's museum pass for Indianapolis. Wow! In case anybody wants to come with me, I can't believe you you have to have something to keep track of your wallet and my keys. Wow! And my phone. See, we have. And I even have one in my backpack. We have this thing where it's bad. It's up really, in the mudroom, really bad. We can hang up our keys. There's little hooks. So we come in and we hang up our yeah, keys. Yeah, you think I, I, I actually, every I did time, a really day, good job doing that in the back of the door for a while. Did that pretty good for a little while. But then they always end up ending up in other places. But if you get it, like my kids aren't tall enough to reach where they're at. So you just hang them oh, up. Oh, my kids don't touch it. It's you I put just, it somewhere you else. Just I am the child. Hang it up. I am the child. Did you just whip? Hang it up. <laughs> did you just whip and nay that mug? I, I did. Wow. Okay. Hang it up. Wow. YouTube has got us <laughs> hyper again, ladies and gentlemen. We're, welcome back to YouTube. <laughs> Goodness. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about that led me into finding my things. So, oh, I couldn't find the camera. We got the camera, camera. back. But yeah. chances Moving. are, so we chances. always record the two episodes per night, right? We do. So we record this one the next week tonight. Chances are by, you know, next time we record, we might be almost as close to being neighbors as we can be. We're three and a half Three and a half minutes. minutes. I mean, it, we could There was through. one house that was actually like down the road and then down another road. Like it was like, it would have been like, like a minute. Walking it would have been within walking distance. We, we are within walking distance. It's we not are, that far. but I'm lazy, so I ain't It's doing probably that. like a 15 minute walk. I should ride my bike when we move, but I probably won't. Maybe I'll ride mine. To, to my house? Yeah. So do what? To lay it out in the middle of the yard and be like, boy, before the internet and before cell phones, this is how you knew where the party was at. 
You seen that meme? <laughs> <laughs> By just laying out in the front lawn. Yeah, you don't remember as a kid, like when I'd go over to my friend's house, we'd all ride our bikes and like we just drop them in the front lawn and go in and oh, hang out. I thought you meant you drop in the front yard. I'm like, that's a different type of party that I've never <laughs> been to. That's called a funeral. You got you got no, you got saved out of that lifestyle, Fuller. <laughs> that's what yes. I'm like, bro. Wow. I don't go to those types of parties. But oh yes, but yeah, no, you looked where the bikes were at to see yeah. where all the neighborhood buddies. Yeah, yeah. 100%. normally they're that's at my it. house. Well, then you don't understand it well, because you, you were never the guy that dropped your bike. No, but see, you know why? It was awesome at my house. This is this was kind of like a because you tell everybody get out. No, no. Oh. Um, it was more of my my. So we had our front yard, right? We played sure. baseball. Sure. But the like my grandma was our next door neighbor. So anytime we would hit home runs, we would just hop the fence, go get the ball, and come back. So I was the only house where like you felt like okay, Don't I could go lie. to that yard whenever I wanted. Your grandma was the best outfielder you guys had. Nah, she would. Hey, let grandma. Us, I love my grandma, but she didn't let us have fun. <laughs> Nope. And on that side. Well, my note. apparently, my, so so I only know all these. Uh, I only know the stories, obviously, because I was not even born yet. Uh, my mom wasn't even born yet at this time. But my oldest aunt was kidnapped off the front porch. Wow. Way back in the day, so, like we're talking like in the fifties. When my dad was like, and so three, ever since then, grandma don't let people have fun. Well, my dad was like three, which would have been like nineteen seventy-ish, right around there. Okay. Uh, a white van actually pulled up and tried to kidnap him off of my grandparents' porch. Really? Yep. Yeah, and but he was like what six four already by that point. No, my my dad's not even six <laughs> four on, on his best day. He's not even. He's just. He's like under six foot. If I if I wear heels right now, I bet you my hair could make <laughs> me touch six. Can we foot. just can we just stop there where you were like if I wear heels right now like it was six foot like it was just a normal part of every day. Hey, this is what we call Fridays. I wear heels. No, that's not Friday. <laughs> <laughs> This is my typical Tuesday. Now that we're back in school, though, Beth looked at me today and she goes, why are you wearing real shorts? Because I just wear my PJs all day long when I work because I don't have to change. I just go why to my not? desk and I That's work. what I would do. Or you just do what I do and get the A&D one basketball shorts and you just wear them all A-N-D the time. A&D one. They're called and one. Not A&D. They're, they're A&D. And, and one. They're A&D. The professor, the professor was the A&D one. Did you used to watch the A&D one street ball circuit back in the day? They're A&D. Dude, and a and D oh, one, goodness. but anywho, but and one used to be hot back in the and one street ball circuit. I right. used to watch it. Oh man, with Escalade, which he passed away. The professor, the professor's still out there, man. And he's he's, he's, he's a Christian. Circuit. He's a yeah, believer. Know, right? um, a, a buddy of mine, Chris or no, Ch- I always called him Chris. Chad, you're Chris. Chad Harms interviewed him on his his podcast S- called Testimony. It was a super cool Speaking testimony. Speaking of Chris, did you know your brother was at church this past Sunday? I got to see your brother. Did he actually go? Uh, he actually came. I was shocked. Did he bring his... Uh, he did. I got to so meet you, her. You, you met Jay? Well, I'm going to say, right, I, I guess now, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, I got to meet her. We're going to say all of them. Hi, Joe. She's I know very you nice. Joe. Oh, Jamie's so, so... She's fantastic. Yeah, she's she sweet. was nice, but I was shocked to see Chris there. I was just like, yep. wow. So at all the Hyde's came into town for my mom's birthday that weekend. And so they actually decided to... Because both of them have the ability to work remote because like sure. um, John, uh, John does the same thing as Chris basically. I but was super shocked to see John at the, the birthday party a couple weeks ago too. Yeah, yeah, he normally shows up for things. He's been doing a I lot better like, wow. lately. Because I haven't seen John in pff, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but so Christopher does, uh, a, a, he, he's an accountant major. So he does a lot of stuff with accounting and bookkeeping and whatnot. And he's able to like literally just work from home if he wants. Right. And then Jamie is, she's working on her PhD right now. She is officially in the dissertation state. Now she's just writing the dissertation in dyslexia. Wow. And so she's able to take her practice on, on the go as long as she doesn't have appointments. So Wait. they came down like on Thursday or something like that. And then on Monday they decided just to stay in South Bend work. And then they left like mid afternoon to go back home. Yeah, your so mom. They all just worked at my mom's house on Monday. <laughs> your mom was like, "Hey, you won't believe this." She came up to me. She goes, "You won't believe this." Can you say hi to Chris because he's here? And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll say hi to Chris." Does he even like, remember who you are? Heck, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I think I've only met Chris like 
two or three times, maybe, the entire time we've known each other. And I think I've only met John twice. Probably. But your family, well, I've, I've, I've met your your baby brother. I've yeah, met Zach. Zach a couple times. Yep. I've met your sister. You've met my sister. You've I met, don't know if I met the old. You've your oldest never brother, met my older brother, but but cool fact: they're coming into town in October. We're gonna go see the uh, Notre Dame Stanford game, dude. Guess on what? October fifteenth. Guess what? What? I bought tickets for that game too, dude. Yeah. All right. So I found some. I mean, they're still stupid expensive. They're so Where are you now. sitting? That's why I said I, I'm like. There's only uh, few we're left. sitting. We're sitting. So I snagged four tickets for the game. <sighs> I forget where. I'd have to go back and look. What my brother said. Let's uh, see. I, gotta, I am I'm sitting. Pull it up. Behind, okay, so 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 if you don't know Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame Stadium, we're just talking like you guys all know what we're talking about. So Google Notre Dame, Dame Stadium, and it's one of the most historic, big, old school bowls ever. But up until about what would you say, like four years ago, they didn't even have a jumbotron or LED board or a replay board or anything. Right. So you used to sit in the stadium, and the best seat in the house was looking at Touchdown Jesus because that was like the iconic shot, looking at Touchdown Jesus. Right. But I'm sitting with Touchdown Jesus to my back intentionally so I can see the jumbotron, so I can look down and then look up and then look down and then look up. But all the fit, like the seats around the fifty yard line are, are just taken. So we're like, so the student student section on that one corner, right. we're on the opposite corner of the student section. All right, let's not see opposite, here. but we're like on the same side. Uh, section sixteen. I'm, I'm in uh, section two, so I don't section know. Section sixteen rows twenty through twenty two. There's a group of fifteen of us that are going. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm going to Notre Dame Stanford too, my guy. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna, yeah, best first game. We're gonna take the kids and my brother and his kids uh, to the drum line on Friday night at midnight. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never been. Neither have I. Well, I've never been to anything. Wendy, you like, got to come babysit so the rest of us can go. Let's go, bro. Friday? On Friday, that'd be pretty dope. Let's go. Get, I've never. So I've never go. even done like the the pregame Saturday stuff where they like they march from the Golden Dome. Well, now they march. I think they marched from Mass again. So I've gotten, it used to be from the Goog. I've gotten three invites for tailgating from vendors that I I know from work. They're all really? Like, oh yeah, man. They're like, oh yeah, we got this new trailer and we got this new big screen TV and these new speakers and like they tailgate. They go like, all out. All, they got season tickets. All three of them do. And so they go That's all out. And they're like, hey, come tailgate, man. We'll come get some food and all this stuff. And I'm like. Well, shoot, I might have to go. <laughs> I might have to go get me a burger and it's, a hot dog. It's for Jesus. We're gonna have some gospel conversations. Ooh. Dude, that's a and good idea. And then if you idea. wear your RTC shirt, then you can make it a tax write-off. <laughs> I think, well, I don't care just about tax write-off. I don't care about tax write-off, but I might go early just to do some witnessing. That'd but be fun. But seriously, though, but think about it. because you're, awesome you're, 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 you're at a Catholic university, so it's very easy just to have that intra-conversation. Yeah. Not to just convert Catholics, but more just the fact if you're on a religious. Oh, I don't care about converting you know Catholics. It's those out-of-towners that aren't Catholics. Well, well it's more the fact, hey, so, you know, with no name, are, are, do, do you have a faith? Like, are you Catholic or Protestant? Oh, dude. There's your so entrance, fun. bro. There be your that entrance. That would be so fun. Anyways. We got to get to the party cues, We got to get to the party We've already talked about our coffee. We're drinking some coffee. We, we, We're back on YouTube. We're over-caffeinated. We're we having are. a good old time. I, I offended I'm half of our- I'm wearing real clothes all the way down. I offended our listeners in Mexico. I'm actually wearing a Notre Guatemala. Dame- I'm wearing Notre Dame quarter zip because it's chilly down here. I am not. It's, it's wonderful down here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love it. All right. We're going to do fantastic. Would You Rather. Would You Rather? Oh, we haven't yeah. done Would You Rather in a while. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Would you rather be poor but help people or become incredibly rich by hurting people? You mean so what I've been most of my life? Rich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was raised by a single mom. No, we were not rich. 
I'm I'd rather be poor and help people. Hundred percent. Yeah. Me why? Too. Why would you want to hurt people to get money? So, wow. Apparently, twenty eight percent of people want to hurt people to get money. <laughs> Y'all twenty eight need some Jesus. Yeah. Come to the Notre Dame game, <laughs> or you preach health, wealth, prosperity gospel. Hey, that hurts people. But that'd be a good get rich. look. Oh. I think. Oh. Okay. Let's see. Uh, 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 uh. Any of you guys that are near town, you guys should come to the uh, the Notre Dame Stanford game because I think this episode will be dropped before the fifteenth. You just said tickets were sold out, though, bro. That's true. But the tailgating. Come, come meet RTC at tailgate. I've never done a tailgate. I haven't either. My sister tailgates up at Western Michigan all Does the time. She? She, lo- she lives in Kalamazoo. I've so, never done and a that's, tailgate. And that's Joe's alma mater. Right, Joe? I think you guys still go tailgating every weekend. So, no. anyway, continue. You, you, you ask Joe like he can hear you He right does now. hear me. Joe, I'm talking about right now. I love my brother-in-law, you do realize, man. You do realize that he's going to have to wait like six to seven weeks before before but, he gets this but, message. So, so, this week, we dropped the two-part denomination episode to start of yeah. season four. We yeah. dropped episode one. one right. And he texts me and goes, are you serious right now? <laughs> the cliffhanger. Are you serious? Like, you just stop that episode we've been getting that a lot they're so like text, what so i text him back i'm like bruh it gets good in the second one too goes basically basically in the best nicest way joe could ever say it is you suck that's basically what joe said <laughs> all right and we, then he invited me to a lions game but they well, suck too well so yeah. i don't who'd want to go this is against the bears because i'll go oh but if it's not against the bears i won't go i'm only gonna go if it's the packers continue <laughs> all right the cheese heads <laughs> all yeah. right would you rather not be able to talk or not be able to walk? Well, dude, we could podcast as long and not have to walk. This is going to sound bad, but if I could not talk. <laughs> I'm going to say I'd rather not walk. I'd rather not walk. So 50, I'd rather not walk. 58% said they'd rather not talk. Probably because some of y'all need to stop talking. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I want that smoke. Come so, on. I want that smoke. So I offended half of our listeners. You just offended the other <laughs> half. And now we are officially canceled. Actually, we should have a conversation of, of Christian and and cuss words and no let, let no uncorrupt thing come out of your mouth. And does that mean certain uh, things? Keep your conversation good among the Gentiles. Uh-huh. Ooh. I mean, we haven't had one about the tongue in a while. That could be a good conversation. That was first season. Mm-hmm. We're very, season early, four now. very early. Very yep. early. All right. Would you rather be super fast or super strong? Oh, your boy would rather be fast. So now that I'm getting older, <laughs> I'd rather, rather go strong. <laughs> I'll see. I'd rather be fast. Catch them kids. <laughs> but when you're strong, you know, I, I don't know. Like I'm thinking like an old fragile man. I'd rather be like, no, give me Schwarzenegger till I die without having to work for okay, it. Okay. But that'd be awesome. Wouldn't you rather be like, hey, I'm old and I'm going to smoke these guys in soccer? <laughs> That's fair. See? That's fair. Let's See? go fast. We'll go right. fast. What? You just uh, look strong. Well, I wanted to help other people. 42% said strong. 58% said fast. All right. Last one. Last one. Do a quick one. Be the first to climb Mount Everest or be the first on the moon? I'd rather be the first to climb Mount Everest. You I know why? Why? Because if I was the first on the moon, people would say, no, it's a hoax. And then they wouldn't believe me. Well... I would still rather be on the moon. Just, no, I mean, just, for my own, dope. just for my own personal pleasure of being. I mean, on the like, fact to say it. like you were the first like first dude on the moon, that'd be awesome. Uh, so seventy yeah. percent said first on the moon, thirty percent said that's pretty fair. Mount I think Everest. that's that's pretty so, fair. That's pretty fair. Well, it, it was it was a it was a close call. But <laughs> no, oh goodness! Really. Well, hey, that's we have a short review to read for you guys. We this do. is the shortest one we have ever had on the podcast. But it's still five stars. Side note, oh, oh, we talked about what giveaway we should do next. Yeah, we haven't. We're really close to 500 ratings on Spotify. Maybe maybe we should do a 500 rating. Spotify. I think we're like a 460 something or something like that. But either way, this review is from Tommy Four Cries back in May. Sorry, it took us so long to get to it. Side note, side note. I got one sentence to read. Side note, side note. I know, but it's a short one, so I can side note. So this, this came in on my anniversary, right? Really? So it was seven years from that day that he wrote us. You left us that review. It was my anniversary. Yeah. Happy late anniversary. The the 16th of May. The 16th of May. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember back in my day. 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Anyways, Tommy for Christ, May 16th. You guys are great, and I'm glad to have you in my walk with Jesus. Hey, man. <laughs> yes, Give me some hey, man. Hey, man. Oh, goodness. Well, either way, so, Tommy, we are thank you for the review that we that, that you <laughs> left for us. Because check this out, all right? There's been a lot of you guys who have found us recently here on the podcast. Most of you guys have come from Spotify, but we also know that there's still some of you guys who are over on Apple Podcasts. When you guys leave us rating and reviews anywhere you listen to podcasts, it helps us get into the ears of other listeners because it's wild to think that if you – Literally type in Christian podcast. We're like number one to come up on Spotify On Spotify. We right. are number one to come up. Yep. And the only reason is because of, of you folks actually giving us ratings, listening to the show. Cause they track all the data and the stats. They know right. what people want to listen to. So we appreciate coming alongside you, whether you're mowing, whether you're washing dishes, <laughs> Mo- whether you're driving, mowing, not mowing, mowing like no. some mowing. <laughs> mowing. Wow. You were, wow. You we were like really, tra- you're really trying to get his cancer. No, but you were episode. like mowing. And I'm yeah, like, you're mowing the grass. No, mowing. Okay. Yeah, mowing. It's mowing. It's like Hammond. You don't say Hammond. You say Hammond. Mowing the grass. So fun fact, I spelled Hammond without a D yesterday and Beth just started laughing. She goes, you forgot that you sat, like, you say it wrong. So my bad, my bad. Um, but I was or, sounding it out. <laughs> or if you're driving in your car on your way to work, like Sabrina. We are ah. thankful for you. But leave us a rating review. We'll read it on the show. If we read it on the show, hit us back up in that Facebook group or Instagram, and we'll get you a mini swag bag in the mail because we got some dope mini swag bags that FedEx actually makes comments on now. Yes. Like, yes, you're, like you're, you're, The FedEx people the, are friends with Janiel, and they like our packages. Janiel walks in, and, and immediately the Cheers theme song comes on. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Because they know who Janiel is now. I've never seen you're, Cheers. What? Okay, Boomer. All right. Uncultured swine. So today's conversation is, wow, (laughs) around the days of, around the days, around the topic of can I lose my salvation? And so this topic kind of came up based off of, you know, some conversations that I've had with family members, conversations I've had with Beth about just the kids and in life circumstance, and even inside of the Facebook group, this mm. this conversation, um, primarily around baptism and being baptized again and walking away from your faith and coming back and how those different things work. But, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, I, we, I grew up with the Baptists, so we were always taught, taught once saved, always saved. Like, that was Which the you will one not thing find you in the Bible. always say. Nope, you won't find that exact terminology in right. the Bible. But I grew up always hearing the words of once saved, always saved, or that man can't take away what God has given. But, you well, know, I, I, oh, I, I say the, the it's not found in the Bible, right? Because well, that that's exact typically phrase. That, exactly, but that's typically word for word. what people say immediately is, well, that's not found anywhere in the Bible. And it's like, well, yeah, neither, is the, tr- neither is the Trinity. Right. Like I agree, <laughs> the word Trinity isn't found in the Bible either. So, anyways, but for us as Continue. Baptists, there's always the fact of once saved, always saved, and the in the preservation of the saints, and the fact of per- perseverance. Per- what, did I say preservation, preservation, Preser- uh, per- perseverance of the saints. You're, yeah, yeah. Pre- preservation's a little different. Yes, but either way, perseverance but, of the saints. But, but you know, and I'm going to read the sentence because I was kind of thinking through it the other day. But you know, with the aging of my kids and the reality that they could be raised in the faith, but then walk away. And watching many, which, you know, I had to, you know, you see great pastors who study the text and preach the gospel and baptize people. You see people like that walking away from the faith. And then you see other people where it's like, they say, oh, I'm saved. I got my ticket to heaven. I got my, got my J train ticket. And then they're like, you don't it's live my, like a Christian. It's my excuse all. to sin. I can do whatever I want because Ex- I've got eternal security. Exactly. And it kind of leaves us sitting there going the question of, okay, so can someone lose their salvation? And if someone was part of the faith, 
grew up in the, or maybe not even grew up in the faith. Like even they got, maybe they sure. got saved when they're in their early twenties, early thirties, Maybe they're just 40s, recently saved. Or just recently saved and they're walking through the path of, and then all of a sudden like people walk away and you're like, so what the heck happened to you? Right. Or there's always that fear that a lot of people have of the fear of assurance of, oh, well, what happens if, 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 if I do lose my salvation? If I do die tomorrow, am I in good standing with God? How can I have this assurance or right. just a hope and a prayer? And hopefully I've done enough things to What's the unforgivable stay on sin? Good you side. Know, what's this, you know? We had that conversation too. Right, and, and so what, what I'm hoping to do with this conversation is more so look at the text because, you know, we can sit here and uh, we can do all the different philosophical thinkings and teachings and thought processes, but at the end of the day, we got to see what is actually, wow, there's there's one. At the end of the day, there's the first one. Um, at the end of the day, we got to see what the Bible has to say about it. So the what we're going to do in this conversation, yeah, there's your little graphic. <laughs> That'd be a dope sticker. Um, I was thinking it'd be a cool ball cap. Oh, like a da- like a little like a little patch. Yeah, but I would want to do it like a circle rather a circle, than a square. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but anyway, sorry. But, but with the conversation, it is. Wow, I you put, lost my complete. Train I should of put the there, graphic right? on there, like certain graphics for certain key it phrases like, we say, and then throw it up and, and every time we say Ding! something. <laughs> like a sound effect goes goes off in YouTube land. Um, oh, goodness, but but with the conversation, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's more the fact of. So what happens if something does happen? And I don't want, you know, Christians to walk around always scared that they could screw up one time and lose their salvation or that, you know, they think they're following the right path, but they don't really know what's going on. Right. But then there's the other side of the equation where it's the fact of, okay, so if you're once saved, always saved, can, can you just do whatever you want to do? Mm. And so, so with the conversation, I'd love to look at both sides of the conversation just to see, okay, so because there are different camps where it's like, yes, you like someone can, what normally the terminology is fall from grace, or you can have, you know, the other side where it's the fact of, you know, whom basically whom God has called, you know, no one can take away either. So there's, there's the battle between the two sides. So I have texts that both sides use to support their arguments that we'll walk through and we'll talk about and then try to come to some sort of a conclusion to actually just give an actual direct answer to, can I lose my salvation? And pre-warning, uh, as you can see from the title of this episode, it is going to be a two-parter more than likely. More than likely. We'll find, I mean, obviously, if you're listening, it's going to say part one. If, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to know it's, before we do right. if it's part one or part two. So Or or, or it's not. <laughs> or maybe it just says oh. salvation, can I lose? But if you're on YouTube, it definitely says part one. We'll see how it goes. I love it. So, so before we jump into the conversation, I want to read just a few bullet points of why this conversation matters. And some I've already said, but I want to make sure we concrete walk through these and go, why does this conversation matter because some people be like well as long as you follow jesus does it really matter sure or if someone walks away that's their own prerogative like i used to worry about myself but you know i think this conversation does really matter because christians want and need assurance of their salvation and their faith that if they go all the way till the end they're not going to end up empty-handed or potentially live a godly life and then the fear of one screw up will separate them from god sure um it also matters because it answers the questions of what happens if i or a loved one seemingly walks away from the faith it also matters because if you can lose your salvation, one bad move could ruin your life and you could be ruled by fear and uncertainty. It also matters because it has everything to do with God's sovereignty, how salvation is found in general, how salvation is grasped to be understood and also given by God and then received by us. And then lastly, I believe it matters because it determines how we actually live our lives. Is there anything you think you want to add to that list, Fuller? Not at this time. Oh, sir. you got thoughts. Not at this time. You got thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. This is a <clears throat> this is one of those conversations that it's hard to have, right? Mm-hmm. 
it's uh it's not that I don't know what I believe or it's that how do I convey it properly in a in a manner that is loving and caring and gentle because <laughs> I can get a little passionate about this subject at times. Hey, look, it's Jagger. It's Hi, Jagger. Jagger. Give me a phone call. Oh, he texted me a couple days ago and never texted him back. Oops. My bad, bro. Sorry, my bad. Bro. My bad. We podcast. And so I can't pick up the phone. So, Anyways, so yeah, with so. the conversation, I have the different schools of thought when it comes to, you know, unconditional election and, you know, the, the preser- or the perseverance of the saints and then with eternal security and then with conditional election. So I want to so, ask you to ask you the question of where do you want to jump in at? Well, I was just going to ask you, uh, can you lay out why, um, w- you know, you've brought both sides of the coin here mm-hmm. for election, unconditional election and uh, conditional election. Um, why is that important to this conversation? So um, a lot of it goes back to of how we gain salvation or how we receive salvation or how we're given salvation or how we are saved results in potentially what we could do with it in the schools of thought. Okay. Like, so there's, there's generally the two schools of thoughts of, you know, the one side, which is unconditional election. And even though election that's being saved, like that has, that really doesn't have any terminology to do with losing your salvation. It's when you fully understand what that means. you, You understand what it's trying to do. And so unconditional election, which, you know, is also known as the preservation of the saints and the reformed or Calvinistic circles. And, well, Persever- perseverance. Did I say it again? Did I say it wrong? You got it written wrong there, but that's probably why. But it's perseverance of the saints. Oh, my bad. It's okay. We still love my you. bad. I, I, but preservation <laughs> could work because the Holy Spirit preserves you till the end. Sure, sure. You. Yeah, oh. it could. It could. But <clears throat> I also can't say Sith. That's all right. So when you're talking about unconditional election, it's usually perseverance of the saints. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so I'm <laughs> but perseverance, would, I guess, would work too. Yeah, and then the other side though is conditional election, which is also known as conditional perseverance or conditional preservation of the saints and the Arminian and Wesleyan circles. Right. So there's kind of the two schools of thoughts. And when you really dive into them, you know, unconditional election primarily focuses on the fact of there is nothing inside of you that longs after God, that can go after God. There's nothing in and of yourself that can save yourself. The only thing you can, uh, the only thing you contributed to your salvation is the sin that caused you to need that salvation in the first place. That's like that classic John uh, John Owen quote, you know, mm-hmm. where you contribute nothing besides the sin that made Jesus die on the cross for for the sins of the world. And so with un- with with unconditional election, the idea is the fact of you know God chooses who will follow Him and his in His sovereignty and His providence. We don't understand how it all works. But it's more the fact of God chooses certain people to be part of the elect and follow after him. And so I got this quote from gotquestions.org, our good old friends over there. Shout out to them. And um, they kind of put this into a, a really simple paragraph. And I thought they did a really good job explaining what unconditional election is. And they said that the debate over unconditional election is not whether or not God elects or predestines people to salvation, but upon what basis he elects them. So that's also kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, is that election based on the foreknowledge that those individuals will have faith in Christ, or is it based upon God's sovereign God's sovereign choice to save them? As the word unconditional applies, this view believes that God's election of people to save salvation is done with no conditions attached, either foreseen or otherwise. God elects people to salvation by his own sovereign choice and not because of some future action that they will perform or condition they will meet. 
Those who come to Christ become his children by his will, not their own. Mm. Now, I do want to at least say that just because someone believes in unconditional election and, and, and the perseverance of the saints does not instantly turn them into a five-point Calvinist or Reformed theology. Because there's a lot of people who be like, I'm not a Calvinist, but I believe in, in, in this view of that. Sure. So it, it kind of gets a little sticky points. So, so to speak, when you start to cross T's and you're like, oh, I believe in that, but I don't believe in that. Well, it's like, uh, so Pastor Scott said this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't like to be put into camps, right? And oh, that, he hates and, it. And yeah. that's what it is, right? This is, a, this is. are you an Arminius or yeah, are you Pastor Michael's the same way, yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not either. I'm, I follow, I'm, I follow I'm, a, little, I'm a little boat or whatever, and, and, and that's okay. There's people that are that way, and there's people that go, no, I'm a five-point Calvinist. Uh, there's people that go, I'm a thousand-point Calvinist. We call those hyper-Calvinists. Hyper-Calvinists. <laughs> and then there's a ten-point Calvinist, and we just don't know what to do with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but but so, so, you know, the idea of the whole unconditional election and God choosing to be who is going to be a part of his family or sure. what, what the Reformers called the invisible church, that view did did not actually start with Calvin. That's actually started back with St. Augustine. Right. Way and, back in and the Luther. day. And Luther, you know, as well. And then right after Luke, because Luther and Calvin kind of were around the exact same time period too. Yeah. They were what, 15 years apart from Luther's death to Calvin's birth or something or 10 years or something. I don't remember like exactly it what it was. It was because close. There was Luther and then Zwingli. Yeah. And then, and, and, you know, I think Zwingli straddled it a little bit too. And then Calvin, but Calvin is the one with his institutes. Calvin's the one that is most he, known. And it's funny. He's the one who put into a framework. And, but and it wasn't really popularized. Even, it wasn't even like the five points of Calvin. Calvin didn't even come. No, from he didn't Calvin, make the five points of Calvin. Right? It wasn't. It's was like the um, our the five points of Armenianism didn't come from uh, Armenian or what's his name? Uh, Arma. Yeah, yeah, they did. Whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. It was actually his followers. Well, right, because what happened is Calvin had his institutes, and then Armenian had a response to them, and they were like, "Nope, let's solidify the five points and the five counter arguments." So let's jump into that just to, just to bring right, it full ahead. circle. Then, so with conditional election, conditional election is one of those articles of remonstrance uh, I, 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 I copied and pasted this oh, mug from God question uh, remonstrance yeah. remonstrance yeah so wow there's a big pause there so conditional election is one of the articles of remonstrance that defines Arminian theology and that is a core part of that worldview and theological system as such it stands in direct contrast to the belief held by those who hold to the reformed theology which believes that the Bible teaches unconditional election the view that God elects people based on his sovereign will and uh, sovereign will, and not on any future action of the person being elected. And then it continues on. While the Bible clearly clearly <laughs> teaches, while the Bible clearly teaches that God elects people to salvation, there is disagreement as to the basis of that election. Conditional election is the belief that God elects people for salvation based on His foreknowledge of who will put their faith in Christ. Conditional election says that an all-knowing God looks to the future and decides to elect people based on a future decision that they will make to come to Christ. It is considered conditional election because it is based on the condition of man doing something of his own free will. According to conditional election, those who know God will come to faith in Christ are elected by God. And those who God knows, um, he will not accept Christ. Or, wait, wait. Um, sorry. And those who God knows will not accept Christ are not elected. So basically what, what they're saying is... Election is based on God looking out through all of time and knowing those that will choose him and won't choose him, and that's the elect and unelect. Right. 
That's what it's, they're saying. I'm right. just and, and, and so some of that goes back to the fact of how can we be saved? And we sure. talked about that in a previous episode. I don't remember what number that one was. Was of do does God like does like, does God choose us or do we decide to follow after God? Sure. And that's where this conversation comes into the fact of how does God actually choose those who are in the church? Now you might be asking the question of what the heck does this have to do with now losing your salvation? Because so far we just talked about these well, two philosophical theological frameworks by which you can be saved, not walk away. And, and that's why, I, that's why I asked the question before we even and got I confused into this. the snot out of you with my notes too. You're like, what are, what yeah, are we doing? I, I was trying, I was very confused to where yeah. you were going with this. I even, for a while this morning. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know where you're at, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't want to have this conversation with not knowing where you're at, but yeah, no, we, um, but that's why I asked the, the question, even at, during the podcast, before you read those two forms of thoughts mm-hmm. of what does this have to do with losing salvation? Right. And that's, why you were explaining why it has the reason to do with it. So. Right. And so when you go back to the, 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 the two frameworks, and now you might be asking the question of, well, the framework's biblical, and we'll talk about that here in a bit. Sure. And I, I do want to say this first and foremost, of when someone says they're a, you know, they believe Reformed theology or Calvinism or they're more Arminian or Wesleyan theology, they're not following a person. They're following the Bible's teaching and then the outworkings of that. So sure. it's kind of like, you know, when we, when we walk through the creeds and the apostles creed, right. we're not saying the, the apostle creed is right next to the Bible and tradition. It's the fact of, right. no, the apostle creed was formed using the Bible we're, in right. the same way that Calvin wrote a book called the institutes based off the, right. his reading of the Bible. Luther wrote all of his stuff right. based off of his reading it of is, scripture. Their teaching is not, it is not the inerrant word of God. No, it is a, um, what we believe is an exegesis. They're, they're doing exegetical teaching mm-hmm. from what they see in Scripture. That's what it is. So you may hear us talk about Calvin, and we've talked about in the past, you know, Calvinist and Calvinism and five-point Calvinism. We talk a lot about Calvinism. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that we believe that Calvinism or what Calvin say, wrote. I, I wouldn't Arman. put myself in the Calvinistic camp. Sure. And we've talked about that, yep. that you wouldn't. And, uh, but it doesn't mean that we believe that everything that these people teach, just like Luther, just like anybody else, Charles Spurgeon, that, Zwingling, yeah, that they Smith. are, they, what they say is the inerrant word of God. They're, you know, we, we don't believe that there's only one Bible, right? Mm-hmm. One truth. So just to preface. Yeah. All, all those different things. So, <laughs> so then the question becomes is, okay, so what do we do with these tools, two schools of thoughts and why they matter this conversation? And the, and the biggest thing that has to do with these conversations kind of put them into a nutshell is the fact of in the reformed view, we'll just say the, in the unconditional election is the fact of, when God chooses who will be part of the elect, you will forever be part of the elect. Mm-hmm. And the fact of so if God chose you before the foundation of the world, and we'll go into verses that talk about that whole idea of election and and uh, not not even selection, but just predestination as well. But before you were even born, God chose you in your mother's womb to mm-hmm. follow after him. The idea what comes to that is the fact of if God chose you and you are a part of the elect and someone is a part of the elect, you will never not be part of the elect. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, if someone seems to be part of the elect and then walks away from the faith, there's only two possible solutions for that. Option A is they were never part of the church to begin with, and they were just put on some front, whether because of Christian culture, because we are just in a very overly Christianized culture where it's just what they did. It's how they grew up. It's just the way they mm-hmm. knew. And then they're like, nope, this faith isn't for me. And they walked away. Right. Or it's kind of like the prodigal son where they're just, they're wrestling with stuff and they went away to do their own thing. But at some point, you know, God will pull on their heart enough where they, you know, 
come back home to following after Jesus. So a Calvinist would say, if someone's part of the elect, there's nothing that you can do that will take you away from following after Jesus. Whereas in the Arminian view in theology, in the Wesleyan view, is the fact of there's there's enough in you to choose to follow after Jesus. And even and so since God sees that you're going to choose him, therefore that makes you part of the elect. But at the same time, if you can, and this is where it gets a little hairy based on what version of Arminian theology, modern day Lutheranism will say that you can fall from grace. Mm-hmm. Or the fact of, you know, if you decide to follow Jesus in the same regard, you can choose to not follow mm-hmm. Jesus, kind of like in the same regards of if you choose to marry somebody, you can choose to no longer be married to that person. Mm-hmm. Unlike with a child, um, you can pretend you're not my child, but you will always be my child. Okay, and so that's kind of where those those two viewpoints come in with just having the theological philosophical framework around. Well, those. I think they both have dangers, right? Oh yeah, both beliefs have dangers. Yep, right. So Calvinist, the danger of Calvinism is uh, I'm part of the elect so nothing i could do is going to take me away from being part of the elect so um i can go on and keep on sinning and do whatever i want because i'm part of the elect and you know because i believe in jesus and i love jesus and he's lord so i'm good you know i could do whatever and uh that's very dangerous and wrong <laughs> wrong wrong thinking mm-hmm. um even calvin himself would say that was wrong thinking <laughs> and then the arminius uh of the um you can walk away or not walk away that, that whole thing, right. Being elect or not being elect back and forth, mm-hmm. um, is a uncertainty in your eternal security or salvation Got to where name written down in pencil. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, it's mine. I hope it's right. mine. <laughs> no, seriously, but it's true. Right. Cause yep. you go, Oh, well, I'm living for God my entire life. And then it, I make a bad decision. Right. And I go out and I get drunk and I, I do these things which say that, hey, no drunkards will enter the kingdom of heaven, right? That's what scripture says. Or swindlers so, or idolaters. So I go and do yeah. this thing. I go I go have um, an affair. Uh, you know, I go cheat on my wife and get drunk. And on my way home, I get in a car accident and I die. So I've lost my salvation. Or there's also the point of, you know, so, suicide brings into this as yes, well. Yes, yes. Um, that's so, another one. If you commit that, is that a mortal sin? Is it not? And we haven't even brought in the Catholic thinking of no, this, right. this theology where the Catholics, and, you know, if I, we have some Catholic listeners to the podcast, so correct me if I'm wrong in my understanding of this, where's the fact of, you know, you're baptized in the church. We talked about this in the denominations episode, and but you can commit mortal sins and venial sins, but right. if mortal sins can cause you to lose your salvation, fall from the grace that right. is given to you by God, or, you know, you know, not doing certain areas of the Catholic teaching and faith. But a lot of Catholics just say, oh, well, I've been baptized in the church, so my salvation is good. In the same way with Protestants, where it's the fact of, oh, um, I, you know, I, I've been baptized, so that's where my security lies. Right. Or there's the the other one where it's like, a, you know, no, I, I, I walked the Salvador's trail, and it's like, I ain't seen no fruit in your life. But right. you say that, you, no, 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 but I trusted Jesus as right. my Savior. And so there even comes the conversation of, okay, so is faith enough to have salvation, or where does work so play into it and here, allegiance? Here's and, the exciting thing, right? We've okay. talked about it before, right? Justification is what? Justification is being declared righteous. Before God, right? right. And, yep. who, and who has the rights for justification? Um, only God only has God, right? the rights so, for that. Yeah. Yep, because he justifies us, and then he goes, this is Romans 8 yep. that we're talking about. Um, and then there's the sanctification. We talked about this that, you know, like we say, baptism is the first step in that sanctification process, right? That process of obeying that the root fruit kind of talk mm-hmm. that, that we talk about all the time. And there's a thing that talks about, Christ talks about us being a new man, right? Putting on the on the new man, Paul would say, um, we're, we're bearing fruit. 
We're being transformed with the renewing of our mind. There's all these things that talk about a complete change of life, right? Mm -hmm. How can one be buried with Christ and raised anew to be dead again? (laughs) And so that's where the question kind of spirals back into, are we really, in both of these schools of thought, are we thinking about salvation in the way we should be, right? Because, uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm eternally secure. And then you have the people that go, well, I can live whatever way I want because I'm eternally secure. No, there's a, there's a renewing of your mind. There's a transformation. You're a new creature. You're a, you're a new body. You've put on new wineskins, uh, the KJV would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's, there's these aspects that show a change in your life. It's not just the faith without works, which is why we see it's show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by, by my, my works, works right? That's because James... Uh, two. two? <laughs> well, I would assume it's probably right around there. That Bibles are all over there. Yeah, look at all them pretty Bibles. By the way, if you need a CSB, let us know. Let us know. Um, we've been so, a side note. We've been reading Ruth as a family out oh, of the CSB, nice. and our kids are really enjoying it. Nice. I changed some words still, but you know, sure. But we're having fun with it. But yeah, so uh, getting back to to being transformed and renewed, right? It, it, so as an eternal security from that standpoint, uh. It's hard to say that you would be a new creature and be able to go back to old things. And this is why Paul says, um, shall I continue to sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Uh, Oh, heck no. Yeah, basically. No, you ain't going to do it. Yeah, Romans 6. Yeah, Romans 6. You're a new creature, right? And so, and then same from the Arminius standpoint, right? Uh, You know, okay, I have my salvation. And God knows I'm like, but I can walk away, but I can't walk away. I can come back. And, And it's the same thing, right? Why would you... You're, you're transformed. So when you're transformed, and and the old man, right, we know that Paul talks about the old man. He does the things he doesn't want to do and the things he does want to do, he doesn't do. So obviously there is a struggle within a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a struggle within a Christian. <laughs> sin, it's not a giving sin, up of it. Sin bothers you um, rather than I can just do sin and put it out of my mind for a while and then come back. There, there's a difference there. Okay, so right? here, here's a question. So let's talk about this. So when, uh, let's say someone's living their life as a Christian, but then all of a sudden they're like, okay, but I'm not feeling, um, what's the word, convicted of the sin anymore. Like, is there ever a fear that someone has to have where all of a sudden, like, well, I, I, I think, for example, okay, like we hear all the time, you know, everyone has a certain demon that they tend to fight, sure, whether it's sure. alcohol, whether it's porn, whether it's lust, whether it's anger, whether it's slothfulness, whether it's seven deadly sins, sure. all these different things. Sure. So there's always stuff that people always struggle with. And at what point does someone who's struggling in that go, at what point will God just give up on me in this sin? Or at mm. what point where, you know, like, like I had a buddy of mine who he struggled being an alcoholic his entire life and dealt with a lot of mental health issues and ended up taking his own life. Right. But in all the conversations I've had with this man, mm-hmm. homeboy loved Jesus. And he sure. followed Jesus as hard as he could, and he wanted to raise his children right. But he, I mean, the dude had a you know a bad rock and like legit, he was a rock and roll star past. Right. But when you when I had these conversations with him, I go, okay, so you you understand the gospel and you're trying to live for Jesus, but you still have these struggles. And he he would look at me and be like, Mark, I just don't know, like like 
at what point does God just say, well, you know, um, I died for you and apparently you don't care about it anymore and just forget about it. And then does that mean I lost my salvation? Does that mean I never had it? Or does it mean I can't defeat this sin? So therefore I'm not even saved. So did I even lose my salvation after I professed it? Mm-hmm. And that's where, the, you know, that's where I wanted to start here in this conversation and not just jump into what does verse say about eternal security? Sure. But kind of set the stage to go. It's, well, it's and, a lifestyle everyday question. That I think people wrestle with more than, and we I think. think that's why we have to talk about what is salvation, right? Before we can even talk about eternal security. Like okay. what does it mean to be saved? Right? So the salvation comes, right? It's a gift from God, and God, I think and you Ephesians, have, There's Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for, for by grace you're saved through faith and not of yourself. It's a gift of God, right. not a works lest any man should boast. Well, and I love you got Ephesians 1, 3 through 14 in here, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a really good one. It says, blessed is God and Father, or blessed, it, blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ, for he chose us in him before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, and that he lavished us on uh, lavished on us in the beloved one. In him we have redemption through his blood, right? So this isn't we're not going against either either thought process here, right? So uh, in him we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on uh, earth in him. And then here's the really the really cool part, right? In him we have also received an inheritance because we are predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will, right? So regardless whether he chose you from foreknowledge looking throughout time, right? Or you were predestined from the from the beginning, right? Uh, it's agreement with purpose of his will so that we would already, uh, that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. In him, you were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption that possesses that, I'm sorry, the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. So the cool thing about this this whole scripture, right, is that regardless which camp you stand in, right, if you believe elect, whether seen through time or you were bought with a price, right? You were uh, you were adopted um, through Jesus Christ and His good pleasure. It's it's all about Christ and God adopting us, right? Mm-hmm. R- regardless, which, we're, we're adopted in, into His family, so, the sons and daughters. Yeah. So having that that's security, right? And that that He's done that, and and we have a down a down payment of redemption of glory because of, we've been promised the Holy Spirit, right? We've been given the Holy Spirit. To what? What is the Holy Spirit to us? He's the comforter. He's the guy. He's the protector. He seals Man. us. Like he seals us to the day of redemption. Right, exactly. So it's just so cool to me to see to see that that all comes when you truly are a child of God. Whatever, what, what, whichever way you believe that the Holy Spirit is here indwelled in us, right? To lead us, to guide us, to comfort us, to help us. Um, that's his purpose is, is to do those things. Um, for those who are the predestined ones, whichever way you look at it. I think that that is really cool, right, of how God works through his salvation 
uh, for that for us. Right. And, you know, when you look in verse four and verse five, when it talks about adoption into his family, you know, and then in other parts of Romans where we become co-heirs with Christ. Right. And so with that, we receive the inheritance at some point that was due to Jesus, but we get to partake in that with him. It's kind of this weird situation where it's like, okay, Jesus, like, like God is the father and we worship him and Jesus is Jesus, but we still are co-heirs with Jesus and heirs to the throne and that becomes the sons and daughters of God. And when you're a son and a daughter, you're a son and a daughter. That's right. it. You know? And so like with, I, I even think of my kids, right? And so like, I'm, I'm even now learning even more what adoption actually means where, you know, Beth adopted all five of those girls. They became Schneiders. I adopted them all. They became, they became hides. They will always be hides. And, 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 you know, this is something we were trying to talk with them about when they're like, so well, are, until they get married. Well, right. But, <laughs> but, but we asked, like, so are we just not Schneiders anymore? Like, were, were we never, like, like, they were trying to process. So we, we were Schneider, but we're, why are we not Schneiders anymore? And the answer is the fact of, well, you, you, you still are Schneiders, but when when your mom married me, she took on my name, and you guys all became you grafted. You inherited, you grafted into my family. So, are you still? And this is where the analogy kind of breaks down. Are you still a Schneider? Well, technically, that's where your roots are, but no, you're not a Schneider anymore. That's still part of your extended family and, and whatnot. Sure, but you're a hide, which means right. that what's mine is yours. And it, with the inheritance, in terms of that's the thing. Even like with our wills. There's nothing special that, you know, Elliot or Evie get since right. they were naturally born from me rather than the than, than the other five girls that are right. adopted in. They all are have equal parts to that because it's they're the, all co-heirs it's the, to... It's the perfect picture of Scripture, isn't it? Not, not, <laughs> not that they're going to have a lot of inheritance, but it's just kind of the fact of the matter. He's like, you might get, you know, a podcast episode. <laughs> there you go. I'll give you a shout out, homies. What's up, people? You'll hear this probably in like, I don't know, 20 years <laughs> if, if podcasts are still a thing. Right. Um. But with with this conversation, you know, we looked at those passages, and but there's a lot of other passages that talk about the fact of you know being sealed till the day of redemption, and and you know the fact of the once you're saved and you're part of God's family, He ain't gonna kick you out of His family. Sure, you know, like you see in John five twenty four, it says, "Truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes Him who sent me has eternal life." and will not come under judgment, but as path from death to life. And then Jesus continues in John 6, 35, where he says, I'm the bread of life. No one comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. But as I told you, you've seen me, yet you do not believe. Everyone the Father gives me, which I know is one of your favorite verses, everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of one who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose none of those he has given to me, but should raise them up on the last day. For this is the will of the Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him will have eternal life and will raise him up on the last day. And I'm going to continue one more passage from Jesus, and it continues in John chapter 10, verses 25 through 29. It says, I did tell you, and you don't believe, Jesus answered them. The work that I do is in my Father's name to testify about me. But you don't believe because you are not one of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So when you hear Jesus talking, he's the, it's the fact of every single person that Jesus that the Father gave him, right. he's never lost. Right. His sheep know his voice. 
They'll never be put to shame. No They'll one have can, eternal life. No They'll one be can raised snatch up them. in the last day. So when you see the passage just like this, I think there's a lot of assurance in that. In just in you know, because people talk about, oh well, Paul said this. Peter said no. The, these are words of homeboy G. I, mean, I don't want to say homeboy Jesus. That's a little sacrilege. But these are the words <laughs> of Joe's looking at you and. <laughs> praying with his rosary right now saying oh mark <laughs> i do have to say he bought me one of the most beautiful rosaries from rome and i it's on my desk and it is it's glorious it's awesome i love it, it it's a we it's, love you joe it's a daily reminder me i look at that and be like that's what jesus did for me it's super cool um but with jesus he's saying for the fact of these are mine these are right. my own this is the love that the father has given unto me the fact that i can call you call you mine right it ain't nobody going to touch you. It ain't nobody going to take you because I right. am. And we could have brought this passage in too where it's talking about I am the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And so my sheep hear my voice. <laughs> so when you hear Jesus speaking, there should be great assurance in that. The sure. know of, oh, yes, if you are part of that, then yes, you have assurance. But then some people might be sitting there thinking, okay, Mark, okay, Fuller. So, but what if I'm not a part of that? Mm. Because it says right there the fact of, um, where, where is it? Everyone the Father gives me will come to me. And the one that comes will never be cast out. Uh, where's. Where, no, wrong, wrong verse, wrong verse, wrong verse. Shoot, where the fact of I have lost none that were given to me. So the people might be thinking, okay, but what if, what if I wasn't given to Jesus? Mm. What if I'm not his sheep? What about those people that look like the sheep, talk like the sheep, but you know Paul calls goats, and Jesus even says on the last day they'll separate the goats from the sheep mm. and the wheats from the tares. So what if I'm even part of the church, but I end up being a being a tear and not a wheat, or I end up mm. being a goat? and not a sheep what the heck happens then wow that's a you know that's a really great question and a really good place to to pause the episode here in my opinion should we make him come back next week to talk about it that's a good cliffhanger to make him come back right there because joe's like i'm gonna kick your guys's tails (laughs) brain is probably thinking the same thing oh goodness but i think that's a a good way to end, end up playing think, up. how do you know how that do you, you know, are part right? of how can you can't God's figure out if you're going to lose your salvation unless you know you are part of that right so i think before we can dive into that i think we should just uh we, we should land the plane there mark just, that's just, a, just just kill it that's no, a phenomenal no, land the plane, place just stop it we're just gonna till next time tune in next week <laughs> but i think that uh yeah that's a good spot to let's just let's just yeah stop the engines You are so mean. I know. (laughs) Sorry. Where do you get a one star review? These bros don't land the freaking plane. Ever. Never land the plane. You know, let's be honest though. Us landing the plane is like that meme where it's like the plane's coming in for a landing and and takes back off before touch. That's us landing the plane. But today we actually landed the plane. We're We're going to stop the episode. We're going to stop. Cliffhanger. It's a perfect clip. It's like those TV shows that end a really good episode at the last episode of the season, and then they're like, yeah. come back next year. Right, yeah. Oh. So be thankful, guys. It's yeah. just a week. Yeah, at least just we come back stop. next so, week. The All fun right, my friend, fact what's the fun fact to end the, the episode? I can, I can feel the hatred going on I right feel now. stressed right now, bro. <laughs> I feel stressed. But the fun fact of the day, did you know a jiffy is an actual measurement of time? I did. It's uh, calculated as one one hundredth of a second. This is 10 milliseconds. So... We'll be back in a lot of jiffies. <laughs> in a lot of jiffies. We had to deal with a lot of jiffies and to make sure the audio synced up with YouTube. We're trying <laughs> hard, guys. And we were dealing with five milliseconds, so we were actually doing a half a jiffy. We're doing a half a jiffy. We were doing half a jiffy we, at we, a time. We went half a jiffy scales. <laughs> we, were, we went down a half a jiffy we every all, single yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. To try to get the audio <laughs> video to sync up right. Half jiffies. 
Well, guys, so we always say at the end of every episode that we love you and we're thankful that we're here. But I know you might be thinking, Mark, do you do you guys really love us? Because if you would right actually now, just finish a conversation, right. that would be a true sign of loving us. So, <laughs> But we do love you guys. We're thankful for this RTT community that you guys have actually built. We, we talk all the time about the fact of we're just two dudes in a basement with microphones. And for some reason, y'all keep showing up. I mean... In all honesty, though, we got a cool sign in a cool studio. We got a dope <laughs> sign in a studio, and yeah. my hair looks gorgeous today. It's long, and it is proud. You're like the hipster version of Bob Ross right I'm, now. I'm debating right now if I should keep letting my hair grow out because I'm going to teach at a Christian school for the entire Great Lakes region. Yeah, just let and, it go, bro. Um, I've, let and it's, it go. I mean, remember, we're talking about like conservative Baptists. Sure. Like a lot of them are like the KJ, the sh- only and, skirts only. Yeah. And I'm walking in with a tattoo and, and you long can hair. show them, Hey, look, I can look like this and still love Jesus. Ah! But how do I know if I'm really oh, saved? I guess you will have to come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for us, goodness. we're gonna find out. We're tonight. gonna find <laughs> out. Tonight. Y'all gotta wait a whole another week. But until then, guys, check out the website Real Talk Christian Podcast. Dot com. We know there's a lot of you guys who just jump into the, the show somewhere based on what episode that you find. But if you want to see if we've talked about a very specific episode or question that you have, head over to the website, click the little search icon, type in the search, and see what episodes pop up. And if you don't want to do all that, I guess you could email us and reach out to us at realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com and ask us, hey, have you guys ever covered this? Because we've answered those questions Or a lot just do too. it in the Facebook group. Because what's or been really too. fun is there's been some really good questions in the Facebook group, and I've refused to answer them. I know. Because I want all of you guys to answer. So if someone asks a question in the Facebook group, when you scroll by and go, someone else will answer it. Yeah. No. Maybe you were on Facebook for such a right. time as this. And uh, go Maybe ahead. Maybe you catch that reference. Esther. Nice. Esther. Go ahead and uh, go over to our YouTube channel. Ooh. Hit the subscribe button and the little bell notification so you know when we are on. But Mark, do you got anything else for That's us, That's it, guys. So we love you guys. We promise we love you guys. So until next time. Take it easy. Take it easy.